what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. Good that I'm still with you. <laughs> yeah, it's good you're still with us. Uh, how how do you enjoy the season premiere for Matt James? I, you know, it was it was fine. I had some parts of it that made me a little bit sad, made me wonder, you know, what we're doing with this thing. But uh, in the end, uh, it all it all worked out fine. I think I enjoyed it. I was a little overwhelmed. There were a lot of women getting thrown at us. I had a hard time keeping up with all of them, keeping track of everyone, but I I was entertained. Yeah, I think it would be helpful if they like wore numbers and we had like a roster like like a football game or something. Well, you know, they do tend to put the person's name at the bottom of the screen when they're on. Well, they do that at least at first, but then sometimes it doesn't continue that way. And is, you know, is that Jennifer or is that Misty? I can't keep up with them all. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to learn as we go. And we, we have uh, less women now than we did to start with. So, And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not totally sure which ones are gone at this point in time. I'm not either. I had to I had to Google it today to figure out who of my top four is gone because I've lost half of them already. How many did I lose? Just one. Your winner pick, Sonny. Yeah, yeah. I also lost her and Cassandra. So uh, it doesn't look too great for me right now. Well, it's it's a long season. So and and we found that somewhere down the line they're gonna be introducing additional ladies to the to, to the roster? Yeah, you know, I don't really understand why that's happening. They showed us a promo of new women coming in. I don't know if it's next week or within the next coming weeks, but it made sense last season for new men to come in for Tasha because Tasha was becoming the new Bachelorette. Claire had already sent men home, but this is all Matt season. Like, we're not having a lead change. He had 32 women to start. And I'm a little confused about why that's happening. And, and I, I must say, starting with 32 women is, I don't know if that's how much, how many we usually start with, but it it was quite overwhelming. Uh, it was overwhelming when you and I went through their bios and tried to make our predictions. But uh, let's let's talk about our highlights. Let's talk about our highlights. So I I was a little confused by the editing of the show because right at 8 o'clock, the first thing we see is Katie getting out of the limo. Is that what it looked like for you too? Yeah, you know, I, I, I had my dad cocktail hour at 8 o'clock, so I, I, w- I had the thing taped. So I was looking at it around 9 and I was wondering – did I not tape it correctly? What's what's going on here? So I, I guess they they enjoyed that part so much that they wanted to give us a little preview and and they played it back again. Yes. So my one of my eyes was Katie's limo entrance. I quite enjoy her and her sense of humor, but she um, hands off her quote unquote torch to Matt, which is her vibrator. Uh, she says that she it's really helped her get through quarantine, but she thinks she's ready to hand it off to him and let him 
help her with that job now. And I, I found it very amusing. I liked that Matt got a good, got a good laugh out of it. I think that shows he has a good sense of humor, but I think it's one of my favorite limo entrances I've ever seen. So I found it to be amusing, but I will tell you that one of my lowlights was I thought Katie went on a bit too long with her prop and she, you know, she's obviously very proud of her, of her vibrator, but she's running around using it like a lightsaber and tapping people on the shoulder with it, offering it to a, a roommate. Uh, I thought it was cute at first, but I really thought that she overplayed the vibrator card. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I think she uh, should have dropped it after the entrance, and it would have it would have played better that way. Another high for me uh, was getting some background on Matt James, you know, getting to learn more about his childhood, getting to, we're starting to see his personality. We got to meet his mom, you know, see some pictures of him growing up. Like, I think that was important since we haven't seen him on any other season of The Bachelor. You know, we, we still need to figure out who Matt James is. Well, I, I did put down as a highlight leather mom pants. And when, when uh, his mom came in, she was wearing these interesting leather pants, uh, which, you know, were, were interesting. Uh, yeah. But I also put down as a question, did you bring your mom to the bachelor show? I mean, is she, uh, you know, it looks like they're both there, you know, and it looks like maybe she's somewhere on the property. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I, I sort of scratched my head and thought that was a little strange. Um, yeah, I did not notice the leather mom pants. Um, I think that maybe she was just, you know, dropping Matt off like you do with your college freshman, you know, making sure he has everything for his long stay at Nima Colon. I think we won't see his mom again until the final two. I Perhaps not, but I think that she's on property and, and you know, good for her. I hope she's getting a vacation and enjoying herself and I and I hope that she doesn't pop up too often and uh, offer parental advice, and that you know that's really my lane. So she needs to stay out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, Matt's dad doesn't appear to be in the picture, so I'm sure he'll appreciate all of the fatherly advice that you have to give. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, my last high was MJ's cheese pizza entrance. I quite enjoyed her pulling up and a pizza delivery car, having her pizza saying that it's the fastest way to get to a man is through his stomach. I thought it was a really cute entrance um, that made her stand out. And I, I enjoyed it. And I like, I like her look. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed her too. And I, I was, I was sort of hoping that she had locked the pizza in the car and couldn't get to it because, yeah, she came out and I guess just had locked some of the doors and was able to retrieve her pizza. So that was nice. And, and speaking of the entrances, I, I liked uh, Kayla, who is one of I, you and I both chose as a finalist uh, driving up in a pickup truck and playing up her North Carolina connection to Matt and offering the sweet tea. I think she might've overplayed the North Carolina connection just a little too much. Like you need, that's a good starting point, but she needs to start finding something more. She can't just keep going back to it. And um, 
sweet tea is not just a North Carolina drink. Like if you wanted to go full North Carolina, she should have been pulling out the cheer wine. That's a that's certainly a good North Carolina drink as well. And and I think the North Carolina shtick gets you through the first night. But beyond that, yes, I agree. I think she's got to expand her repertoire there and and, uh, find some other ways to connect with Matt. We also need to find out who out of, you know, the the main North Carolina colleges, each of them are fans of, you know, this could it could be detrimental if we have some like dookie and Tar Heel relationships like she might be going home next week if Matt finds that out. Well, obviously, Matt uh, is a Wake Forest Demon Deacon fan. That's where he played football. Uh, yes, but you can be a Wake Forest Demon Deacon fan, but you still have one of the three triangle schools that you care for more than the others. Or he might loathe them all. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see about that. Well, we, we better find out. That's I'm more invested in that at this point than most of these women. Well, you know, another one, I, I put it down as a high just because I found it amusing, was Queen Victoria falling down the stairs after she introduced herself to Matt. Didn't really care much for Queen Victoria after that, but I did find her entrance amusing when she was tripping down the stairs. Yeah, Queen Victoria is a lot. Um, I don't. I still don't see her as the season villain. I think that she was just really drunk the all of night one and she's going to calm down a bit. Um, I, I see, who do you see the season villain as before I tell you mine? Well, to, to me, it, it, it is quickly down to two choices and Victoria is one of them. And Kit, who is, says, you know, she's, she's not the queen. She's the CEO, chairman of the board uh, and everything else uh, who seems to have some real fire in her eye. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Well, we can get into that later, but I'm glad we're on the same page. Do you have any other highs? So uh, the only one other one I had was I, I must say that I, I like Matt's speech and I'm not a big, let's all pray together guy, but uh, you know, when he came in and, <clears throat> and talked to the girls, uh, uh, I, 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 I thought he seemed very sincere and uh, I, I, I like the way that he just seemed very calm and, and real. And I, I liked the, you know, I, I liked the way he introduced himself to the ladies that way. Yeah. I think he did well, especially having no experience on the show before. So that's all, so that's all that for highs. I've got a few lows though. Okay, tell me some of your lows. So, so I'll give you my two big lows that, that made me sad. Number one, um, I think it's Maggie, who is here from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she made the cut or not. but She did. Well, it just made me sad that you know, she's got this really interesting backstory. She's doing some interesting things. And it just made me feel like this is just wonderful. Our greatest export to the rest of the world now is reality television. That made me sad that that she would even want to be on the show. Now, so that made me sad. And the other thing that made me sad was just the whole uh, I've not talked to him tonight. I'm going home vibe 
when the rose ceremony occurred where, you know, these young ladies were seemingly to get so stressed and so upset. And, and, and that made me sad. Maybe it's, it's, it's my fatherly instinct to not want to see a daughter go through something like that. I don't, I don't feel sad for those girls. I don't understand how they don't have time to talk to him. That night is literally the entire night. These girls are making their walk of shame in the broad daylight. Like This is what could easily be 12 hours of a night one, and you don't find two minutes to talk to him? Well, that, that That's on you. 12 hours of, of that makes me sad too. But uh, anyway, that, those two things made me sad. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Okay, well, Milo's related more to specific limo entrances. For example, um, Alana's Lady and the Tramp pasta intro, I thought that it was pretty cringy and weird. Like it wasn't cute to me. Um, Matt doesn't seem like a huge kisser. Like she took the the first kiss of the season from him by doing that. He seemed, he seemed, he seemed pretty kissy that. with the, uh, the young lady who got the uh, first impression rose. Yes. He kissed Abigail, but he, he went in for that. He only kissed Abigail if I'm right. And lots of other, Seasons we've seen the lead kiss multiple people on the on the first night. Uh, well, so Matt- and, and, uh, and just one thing I was going to say, you, you said Ileana. I thought that Ileana was the one that said, "Can I put my balls in your mouth?" Alana. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't like the balls in your mouth one either, though. Well, that was an obvious ripoff from the classic Saturday Night Live skip uh, skit, the sweaty balls that they do at Christmas time. Oh, okay. Well, that that went over my head. I think that's an old skit. Alec Baldwin, but it is a classic. I'll I'll send you a YouTube clip. Great. My other low um, was Kylie. I think it was Kylie coming in wearing lingerie and asking Matt to pick which dress she should wear for the night. I didn't really like it. Didn't feel very classy to me that entrance. But I also didn't like the way Matt was like. Oh yeah, I like a girl that has the confidence to do that. Like that's super cool, super hot. Like, no, Matt, that's just not that's not the vibe we're going for. Night one. Okay. My last, my last low. Um, I don't even know what this girl's name was, but whoever was playing chess with Matt said that back in the day, chess used to be really romantic. Do you? Is this true? Well, I'm not sure what days that she was talking about. Your mother and I used to play chess until she got to a point where she could beat me, and then we quit playing chess. But Well, that doesn't make chess romantic. I think this girl just watched The Queen's Gambit right before going on the show and was like, oh, I'm going to be the chess girl. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, I, I also had this as a low light, uh, not because of the romantic question, but just because she took him outside to this big chess set, and then her first move is moving – I think it was her king's pawn one space. space. No one opens like that. Now, this person obviously knows nothing about chess, and she's trying to pass herself off as a chess player, which Matt, by the way, says he used to be in the chess club. So I think he knows a little bit more about chess, and and I I found her to be a fraud. I think her name was Serena. 
Uh, yeah, I I didn't like that. Um, you know, if we're gonna really embrace the Queen's Gambit this season on The Bachelor, we need Kit to be our our main star because she looks a lot like the main character well, she, from the show. She's gonna have to do a lot of drugs if she wants to uh, embrace the Queen's Gambit. I don't think she's uh, above that, so I'm. I think she's ready. Okay. Those were all my lows. Well, those were all my lows as well. Okay. So right reasons. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased because Brie is my winner pick. But I enjoyed Brie's conversation with Matt about how it's important to have diverse love stories and how she didn't get to see that, like any examples of it growing up and talking about her past and um, being raised by a single mom, like it just, it seemed to be a very genuine connection to me. And I'm, I'm feeling very good about her as a winner pick. Okay. Well, I, I think that's a, that's a fine one. I, I kind of like the Abigail, the, the, the young lady who got the first impression rose and suffers from some sort of hearing impairment. I, I didn't really hear, is she deaf or just hearing impaired? I'm not totally sure. But, she said she was deaf. Okay, well, but she seems very comfortable in her own skin, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I found her to be very uh, real, and and uh, I, I I really liked her. So I, I would. Yeah. Uh, she seems to, to me to be there for the right reason. I agree. I I liked her a lot too. It was interesting listening to her talk about being deaf and her experiences. She told us that she has an older sister who's also deaf, so it's a lot easier for Abigail to just kind of follow in her footsteps. Um, I liked her a lot. She seems very sweet and genuine as well. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, she'll go far. I hope so, too. However, however, getting the first impression rose tends to be the kiss of death on a bachelor season. Well, they were, they, those people don't tend to go that far they were, and they never. Well, did. they were definitely doing some kissing, you know, he, you know, for, for whatever reason, Matt seemed to be pretty into her. Yeah. Okay. Wrong reason. These are pretty obvious. I'm going with queen Victoria and kit. Um, queen Victoria is who, who the producers are trying to make us think is this season's villain. But as I said before, I think she was just pretty drunk. Um, and also, her conversation with Matt. I feel like everyone has heard the phrase drinking through a, a fire hydrant or fire hose. Like that's very commonly used. And I was very surprised that she had never heard of it before. Well, when you live in a castle and you're a queen, you might not be exposed to such, uh, you know, uh, peasant phrases. So, you know, perhaps she had not. I, I had, I had queen Victoria on, on the list I, I had two people on my list as well, and she was one of them in that she seemed to be way more into herself than Matt. And I, I, I did find it somewhat telling that it, it it seemed, you know, based on what we saw, she was the last person that got a rose, I believe. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, she's an obvious person who is not going to have a connection with Matt, but she's going to bring drama. So that is a producer pick well, for sure. I, mean, I, getting I, I, I got the impression, you know, for me, it's always like, whose name can I remember? You know, the, I, I remember Victoria's name. I don't remember that girl's name. I guess I'm picking Victoria here. 
No. No? The producers are picking Victoria there. Oh, I, I just got the sense that she might not be long for the show. but um, but if the, She's got another two or three episodes in her. Well, the other person that I put down for wrong reason is Matt James in that he just, to me, for at least until his prayer session, seemed very nervous and I, he just did not seem comfortable to me. You know, he seemed to be questioning whether he should be there. He has to have a sit down with our friend, Chris Harrison. And I'm just uh, wondering if he's really ready for this and ready to find love. And I, I'm just not sure we've seen the real Matt James. I, he, he seems to have a, some sort of veneer over him. And, and I, I, I don't really have a good feel for him at this point. Well, I mean, I think it's understandable that he is nervous to begin the show when he's never been on a TV show before, let alone like a, a well-known cable television show that's shown like nationally. He, I would be nervous in his shoes too. Uh, well, I, I, but I, I think he's there for more of the right reasons than Kit. No, I, I, I certainly don't have a lot of anything good to say about Kit. I mean, to me, she strikes me as probably villain number one, and I think you and I both missed a vote on that one. That uh, you know, she's she's looking for blood, she's looking for trouble. Yeah, she's a very confident twenty-one year old. She thinks way too highly of herself, and I I'm very excited. I'm excited to see what what kind of drama she can stir up this season because I think she's going to be around for a while. I, I think her parents are hoping so. I think they need they needed the break. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for my episode MVP. Uh, this might be a controversial take, but I'm giving it to Katie's vibrator. Uh, I believe it stole the show during entrances. You know, Katie had it on the table during Matt's opening speech, and he was distracted by it. Matt seemed to enjoy the joke a lot, and. She, Katie was even able to boop a pageant queen on the shoulder with her vibrator, which is, is just some high quality entertainment. She what? She whatted her on the shoulder? Booped. She booped her. That's what they were. That's what they were saying last night. She's like, "Did I plan on booping a pageant queen on the shoulder with my vibrator? No. Do I regret it? No." Well, so so here's a quick theory for you. Yeah. I, I, the fact that Matt opened his conversation with the ladies by uh, a prayer, having a prayer with them, it made me wonder whether some of the more risque ladies might not be there that long. So I, I was wondering about Katie and Victoria of potentially them having early exits. I think that if Katie kind of reels it back in, She'll stay for a while, but if she just if she keeps going down the path that she is right now, I don't see her lasting too long either. Well, I, I that that was just a thought that crossed my mind, and and um, yeah, I, I I was disappointed that uh, you know one of my finalists and yours, what Sane? I don't know how to say her name. Sane. Yeah, mm -hmm. who was like in the University of Florida Hall of Fame flamed out early. I thought that she was going to be there in the end or at least make it through the first night. Just uh, I, I should just go back and remember that uh, typically things from the University of Florida are overrated. So uh, I, I missed the boat on that one. Matt is not a fan of the Gators. Apparently not. 
It's okay. You missed the boat there. I did too. My friend Cassandra, who was in my top four. I don't even remember why she was in my top four, but she's gone. My villain pick Corinne, who uh, replies to Yelp reviews for her family's Italian restaurant. Gone. It, it was a blowout last night. Yeah. All right. So do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? I always try to capture some fatherly advice. And I got a little bit from, from Matt James last night where I, I think when he was, I don't know if he was talking to his mother or talking to Chris Harrison, he said, there's never going to be a perfect situation. And Matt's right. You know, we can all wait around for perfection, you know, and, and perfection is always around the corner and, um, you can wait a long time for perfection. So, so don't be just waiting for perfect. You know, uh, there's some wonderful things out there that you should, you should grasp. Something that Chris Harrison said when he was talking to Matt James of giving him fatherly advice, be genuine, be honest, focus on joy and peace. And I thought that was very good advice from Chris Harrison and advice from me for all the ladies who went home on the first night. Life is hard. There are going to be disappointments, but hopefully you can learn from them and you'll come out stronger. Keep moving ahead just because the guy that you met for one minute and you didn't speak to the whole night didn't choose you to stay in the haunted mansion. It's okay. Life will be okay. Here's a dad hug. And maybe we'll see you in paradise. Well, you, you probably need a little bit more screen time to get to to paradise or uh, Chlamydia Island or or as our friend uh, Brother Craig says, Island of Misfit Boy Toys. But uh, I'm sure some of them will eventually end up there. Oh, if they're so lucky. Well, you know, our listeners can now send us questions at mydadwatchesthebachelor@gmail.com. They can. So if, if you have any questions that you want us to answer about the start of Mad James season, shoot us an email and and we'll give you our best thoughts on what on your question. No guarantees our answers will be right, but we'll we'll give it the old college try. We'll, we'll answer them confidently, if nothing else. And you can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting services. You can do that, and you can rate us five stars because you just love our show so much. We hope so. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. Um, Join us next week as we discuss the first week of dates for Matt James' season of The Bachelor from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.